Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Please stand for the reading of the Gospel. The Gospel lesson for this morning comes from John, the 11th chapter. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who have opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again, greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. And Jesus said, Take away the stone, Martha. Or, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench, because he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Here ends our Gospel reading. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And just... A point of reference in my sermon prep, normally I'm in my office reading commentaries and stuff like this. My preparation for this sermon was yesterday I headed over to Seeley and was hunting. (laughs) My big mistake of that uh, endeavor, the rain that we had over here turned to snow on that side. And I just brought my hiking boots, not not my snow boots, but... I felt, uh, you know, in the movie Forrest Gump, Lieutenant Dan tells them socks is the key. I felt that yesterday. I should have dry socks. <laughs> but uh, part of uh, John 11 is, uh, carries with it some of the most powerful and kind of all-encompassing aspects of the Christian life. Here you have death that is very real. Human death. That is very real. The text goes out of its way to say that Lazarus was dead four days. In the ancient world, uh, if one was incapacitated for three days, there's still the possibility of life. Uh, But four days was considered kind of the death certificate day, if you will, uh, in ancient times. So the fact that it claims that Lazarus had been dead four days 
means that this death is very real, very human, very palatable. At the same time, you have the miraculous Messiah showing love, showing love to this mortal person, showing love in very real ways. Here we have showcased John 11.35, the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. He shared in our pain. He wept just like you or me. The God of the universe, who the beginning of John tells us, right? He was there before the foundations of the world. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. This eternal being wept in a very real, very human way. Powerful. At the same time, you have the questions that many ask still today. Why God? Why did they die? If you had been here, they would not have died. Therefore, you must not have been here at all. Could not the one who healed the eyes of the blind, who walked on water, who fed thousands at like nothing, could not he take away all this pain and suffering in the world. And yet you here have, in very real ways, God in Jesus Christ, sharing in our grief, sharing in our loss, saying that death is real too, and feeling that for himself. Also, also, also you have God coming in to bring resurrection. He did not wave a genie wand and to say, pain is no more. Sin, death, disease, whatever. It's all gone, right? That's not who God is. God in Jesus Christ jumps in it with us. Jumps in it with us to then from that place of darkness, that place of death, to offer hope there. Offer hope in that cave of death. Just so powerful. So powerful. Everything going on in John 11 is just, I think, you know, people like to talk about John 3.16 as, you know, the, the verse that sums it all up. Probably true, but I see the, the story of who Jesus is and what God is doing in the world is really captured so powerfully in John chapter 11 and the story surrounding Lazarus. But that is the story as a whole, and I want to tell you um, another story. Take uh, diverge for a second. When I was a child, uh, maybe a year or two older than my own kids right now, we were at a sporting event of some sort. I don't know if it was a basketball game or tournament or something. At the school in our town, and I had to go to the bathroom. That's not the story, but <laughs> the setting is important. So. so I went in to the stall, and um, I, I'm sure my legs, I was so small, my legs weren't hanging down or something. And somebody else came in to use the urinal next to the stall. And they were done, and they washed their hands, and they left. As they left, that hopefully is a man, turned off the lights. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
So there I was, let's say seven, eight years old, not sure exactly, in the dark, on the toilet, <laughs> with my pants down. I appreciate your laughter now, because I was freaking out. This kid, I had no idea. I was literally lost in the dark, in the same place that I just had no problem with the second before when the lights were on. I was terrified, I was freaking out. I just, I have clear memories of how traumatic that was. To be stuck in the dark, have no idea, like how am I gonna finish, I can't find my way and I don't wanna fall in the toilet. <laughs> what do I do? For a person so small to be locked, in, essentially that bathroom became like a cave for me. Locked in there in the dark, not knowing how to get out, not knowing how to turn the lights on, not knowing to do one thing or another. And I agonized, I was so terrified and crippled with fear. I was stuck. How would I ever emerge from this bathroom? That held me captive because it was dark. And I did not know how to navigate the darkness. And I agonized and, and I was just so terrified. And I was just hoping, praying somebody else would need to go to the bathroom so they would come in and turn the lights on. And I'm sure it was 30 minutes. It was an hour. It was four hours, guys. I was in there. It was so painful. It's probably five minutes. But in the mind of someone so young, it was an eternity of being stuck in this darkness. Finally, I guess my dad got wise to the fact that I was missing, and sure enough, bathroom was a good decision to see where I was. He came in and he turned on the lights. My problem was solved. It was temporary, right? You can laugh now, it's like problems of a small child, but that, that fear, that anxiety was incredibly real. It was incredibly real that that darkness bestowed upon my young self. And when the lights turned back on, it was so freeing. My emotions changed like that. It's all it took to change the situation. The lights being off or lights being on. And then when they were on, I could navigate, you know, I was potty trained by that point, I guess. <laughs> um, I could get out on my own, but I could not navigate the darkness. And the darkness was crippling, but the light was freeing. When the lights turned back on, everything changed for the better. Yesterday, as I was wandering the east side of our Mission Mountain range, hunting for mule deer, apparently didn't want to show up for me. Um, I was thinking about, I was thinking about Lazarus and the darkness that descended upon him. The Bible tells us that he was sick for days, mortally sick. They knew his time was coming. He was so sick that the darkness was moving him. Unlike my situation where the light was flipped off in an instant, Lazarus saw it coming. He remained in that darkness 
Not for five minutes, not for four, but for four days. And his darkness was real. His darkness was death. It overcame him, and his home was this cave of death. So much so that his body began to reek of death. Everything about the situation was perilous and mortal. And difficult and deadly in everything. And then Jesus says, Lazarus, come out. The lights turn back on. He emerges, he emerges to see the world that re-embraced life that he had lived so long and so well and so close to the Savior of the world. He re-emerged to the joy and the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. He re-emerged the joy of life and community, the life with his family and his friends. He re-emerged to see the beauty. And I cannot imagine not only how much more freeing it was to see that light again, to see the world around him, to see his life renewed, but how much more beautiful the same town, the same house, the same friendships, the same family must have looked when his life was renewed, when that light was restored. When Lazarus got to see once again, I cannot imagine the beauty that beheld his eyes. How much more sweet food tasted, right? How much more beautiful the world looked. How much more amazing each sunrise and sunset. How much more amazing each new day. The gratitude that must have filled his heart with the smallest of things for being able to experience and enjoy all of that once again. Today, All Saints Day, I think Lazarus' joy at that new light, that new life, that renewed experience, pales in comparison with what those who departed in our faithful departed, those who have gone before us in the faith, as they have experienced new life in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh, man. What was that vision like for them as they emerged from the darkness of death themselves? That darkness befell them and it seems as the end. And then the light comes. That renewed life, that resurrected life, how beautiful that must be. How how sweet that must be for them to see with their soulful eyes. That darkness is not the end. But the light will come. And that light is more beautiful than anything we can imagine here and now. We celebrate that today on All Saints Day. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website 
at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.